Double Take is a podcast where two of us will face off in a takeoff, discussing and debating our hottest takes on a new topic every week. This week, Nate and Christian will be taking on air travel etiquette. Nate, you've got the floor. It is my right to recline my seat on an airplane. I travel quite a bit. I've been traveling for a long time. The last 10 years, I can't know. I don't know how many flights I've gotten, but I've racked up a lot of Sky Miles, and it is my right as a Delta Gold Sky Miles member that as soon as I get on the plane, I put my headphones on, I push that beautiful round button on my left side. As soon as I'm up in the air, when it's safe, I will recline my seat. I do not care who's behind me. Shouts to the humble brag to your flight status. Seriously, wow. Yeah. Delta okay. gold. gold status. Working impressive. for that platinum, but yeah. Yeah, you'll knows? get there. You'll get there. Um, so in no situation would you feel bad about reclining your seat. That's what you're saying. Man, it, it really, it really, it peeves me when to, to think that I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, you know, I was team recline all the way until about two weeks ago when my last flight, actually, I was on a flight and obviously got on, got settled, looking forward to being airborne, you know, the whole nine yards in walks in the largest man I have ever seen in my entire life. Dude was probably seven feet tall, 400 plus pounds. What? He was. I'm not. So Andre the Giant got on your phone. I'm not. You're serious? I'm serious. He honestly was the largest man I've ever seen. And he's wow. sitting and in he's, coach. He's, I'm, a, I'm not to assume that you're a fine coach, but well, let's be serious. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gold status. Okay. That's true. I do not have the gold status. Yeah. So I'm in coach. I'll see. Dude sits behind me. Thank goodness he has an aisle because I look to my left. His knee. Is in the aisle. His so I'm on the right side of the plane. His left knee is sticking out of the aisle. I just kind of you know am glancing around the plane. I see his left knee almost reaching up towards my knee, like where my arm is. My arm's resting on the armrest. His knee is like to my wrist, and it's <laughs> out in the aisle. So this guy. This begs the question: Where is his other knee? His I'm. That's a great question. I don't know if you can see what I'm doing, you listeners, on my chair, but I am. He's turned. He's turned, he's turned so that his, his left knee is in the aisle and his right knee is kind of his right back knee so is that taking up fit. the whole seat. I'm sure of it. The dude's legs were tree trunks, and his right leg, or his right leg is in the seat. His left leg is out in the aisle. So there's no scenario in which you're reclining your seat back on this guy. No. And it's the first flight probably ever that I haven't reclined my seat Yeah. because there's no way I, A, physically could, and B, wanted this guy mad at me. You're not okay. doing, you're not so doing here, that to so the here's, here's I guess here's the question. Physically can't find. You can't. The guy has his knees in the back of your chair. He only but, has one knee, but the other knee is like right, so real phys- close to my knee. Physically can't. You don't, obviously you don't do it. But if there is somebody behind you like all of us, there's not a lot of space on a plane. And so does the person in front of you have the right, no matter what, to recline their seat? I say yes. I mean, the button's there, right? Like that, the, like yeah. the fact that the button's there and there's not like a... And it re- does recline. It's made to recline. I, here's the deal. It's like it's a full two inches, which 
It's not that much. Now, here's one thing I'll say. The other situation where I think we need to be sensitive. If there is like a severely obese woman sitting behind you, or a man, I don't know why it to be a woman, <laughs> but if, if there's someone who is, who is large in the midsection, then if you recline your seat and then they have their tray table down, that tray table is going to go jutting right into their, their midsection. And so that's uh, another like okay. a situation. You have to be sensitive to that. Like, if they're obese, then they're going to want that tree table down. <laughs> I mean, that's like a if you give a moose a cookie, a, mu- a, a mouse a, a, a cookie, or a moose a muffin type of situation. I mean, it's going to be down. The Biscoff cookies will be, will be all out. right. So why don't you just make sure you recline your seat before the tray table goes down. But then, but so then, then they, it rests gently on top of the belly, but it won't lay instead flat. Instead of jab into the belly. It won't lay flat and they won't be able to put a drink on that and their That's Biscoff fine. cookies will fly. That's why the indent, the, the indent in the tray is made for situations. It's exactly. not that deep of an indent. If it's like at a 90 degree angle, it's not going to work. How big is this person? It's big and big. You just gave me a situation where the BFG got on your flight and it was like a run yeah, thing. But his knee his his belly was not the issue. There's there's many more cases where there's severely obese people flying than seven foot nine, like like Manute Bull is pulling up on your Southwest <laughs> flight to Baltimore. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but I don't. We're on, we're I have on. never seen, and I'll look next time I'm on a plane. I don't know that I've seen a tray table touch a torso. It happens. It happens, Ken. It does. Um, so. Nate, I'm, I'm on team recline, but I just think you need to be aware of special situations. And depending on those situations, you should maybe ask for permission or just not do it at all. I don't think I'm going to ask ever for permission. <laughs> Never. I'm not going to turn around and say, hey, is it okay if I Well, yeah, because then you put, what, what does the person say? Like, no. No. Yeah. And then what? Well, at least and then you I give them an the opportunity. It. So this is interesting you say this because there was just a recent event that happened where a woman was sitting in the second to last row of a flight. And she reclined her seat, and the guy behind her, who's in the last row, who cannot recline his seat because it's up against the wall. Well, he made a tactical error when yeah. he booked that flight. So he was so upset that she reclined his seat that she spent the entire flight punching her seat. And the lady was filming it, and it was like two hours of him just punching her seat. The video's two hours long of, her, of him doing that? Well, the video was a, just, a short, yeah, yeah. shorter video, but she said it was like for a two-hour long flight. Oh, my gosh. And so they made this huge deal, and the Delta CEO actually commented on it. And she, he said, oh, what did he say? He said that people should turn around and ask permission to recline yeah, their seats. Get system. out of here. No, that was the guidance he gave. Oh, man. Okay, so that begs the question. You're in the second to last row. Do you think twice about it, knowing that the person behind you does not have the option to recline? Yeah, maybe you don't. If they don't have the option to recline, then like... I think that's fair. Or yes, permission. Okay. But then where does it stop? So say you're in the second to last row, the person behind you can't, and then does that mean that the person in the third to last row then can't because the person in the second to last row Mm. can't because the person in the last row can't? I see where this is like a domino effect. Yeah. Once, Yeah. Once you say that one row does not have the right to recline, that it almost applies to everyone. Here's what I think. Right. Just book your flight in advance and don't sit on there the last row. There you go. Row. If you want to sit in the back row, then that's your that's your problem. Okay, thanks, if Gold you Status. Want, if, you want to, <laughs> if you want to not recline and be uh, be by the lavatory, fine. more power to you. <laughs> okay. I like that. All right. Um, that's my hot take. You're, okay. fine to, you're fine to recline. Fine to recline. All right. Service animals are ridiculous and it should be illegal to bring a service animal on a flight. 
Oof, I'm on Jeez. board with this. I like this. You're on board, but your animal should not be. <laughs> um, okay, I, okay. I mean, people have legitimate reasons why they bring service. No, animals. no, no. I want to be clear. Okay, so a service. You said service. All okay. service animals. I apologize. I apologize. I'm going to re- restate my take. Emotional support animals are ridiculous and should not be allowed on a flight. That's an important distinction. And I apologize for misstating that. An, an emotion, like a service animal, is something for like someone who has like a, a legit disability, like blindness or epilepsy. There are service animals that are trained to help and service those people with disabilities. Okay, what is so is like a mental disorder who anxiety disorder. So anxiety is a is a really broad spectrum, and we, okay, we, so we can, you, we can get into that. Where do you draw the line here? So an emotional support animal. You know, we, here, how about this? I, I'm going to start here off with a little trivia, guys. You ready for this? It's tri- Love me some trivia. It's trivia with trivia. Christian. Okay. All right. All of the following except one have been brought on a flight this year as an emotional support animal. This year, 2020, or in the last calendar? In year? the last calendar year. All of these except one. Numbers. Okay. Okay. A horse. A Kay. peacock. Okay. A turkey. Okay. A monkey. Mm-hmm. And a, an iguana. All right, I would say All horse. I would say horse, but, but I, obviously that's so ridiculous that someone would do it. Yeah, I actually just saw in the news that someone brought a okay. like a mini horse onto mm. a flight. I'll uh, say I'll I'll say a turkey. Because why in the world would you bring a turkey? On yeah, I've seen I've seen peacock. I've seen I can fathom iguana. I'll I'll go turkey too. You're all wrong. All of those animals have been brought on a flight in the last calendar year. This is a trick question. You're sorry, guys. Wow. Just just let this Thank sink you. in. Let this sink <laughs> in. Service turkey. A, an emotional no, sorry, an emotional support turkey. Oh, sorry, yeah, emotional support. Turkey. An emotional support peacock, an emotional support horse have been brought on just normal airlines, commercial flights. How would you feel if you're just on an airplane and you look over to your left and there's a freaking monkey? I mean, you would think that you were in Jumanji, not on like a, a little you know, flight to Albuquerque. Yeah, I don't. I'll never have that experience. I will never have that experience. It, it's happened. It's oh, happening. Okay. It has happened, but it's fine. And let's let's let us ban all all things that are not cats and dogs on on airplanes. I'm okay with that. No, no, no. Sorry, you cannot set a firm line on cats and dogs. You can't just say that some breeds are allowed and some are not. I, emotional support animals should not be allowed at all. I'm going to give you real quick. You guys mentioned this horse that was brought on a flight. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, this is a woman, and I'm going to read you a little quote from her. Okay. She said, I purchased two first-class seats in bulkhead seating. I paid an arm and a leg for tickets, but I did so because it was Fred's first time. And I wanted him to be comfortable. I wanted him to have the most room. Wow. Guys, a, a horse. This woman brought an emotional support horse on a flight. And she named How long him. was the flight? What is Fred doing for uh It was a six hour flight. Oh my gosh. It was how often do horses need to relieve themselves? That's a very good question. I mean the, the expression a horse pee like a racehorse yeah. is an expression. So I hopefully I don't know. It's just the horse had to go to the bathroom, they took it to the bathroom and hopefully the the fashion seatbelt sign wasn't on or <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I just think this is bizarre. And Oh, it's absurd. It's horse, really bizarre, Christian, but you can't say to somebody who has an anxiety disorder that they, that can't, they can't bring their bring service dog, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, they can't bring their service horse on the plane. Okay. That's not doable. So here, here's a question. For uh, how about, uh, here's a, are you okay with the service hamster? Um, no, I'm telling you that there shouldn't be any service animals brought on board. Okay. It's ridiculous. But if, if it's not in any way disturbing the people on the plane, then why not? But what about people where do you who are do, allergic? And, what, and where do you draw the line? You guys allergic to, there are people allergic to peanuts? Plenty of peanuts on an airplane. No, there's not. They banned peanuts. No, I eat peanuts every time. What about almonds? If 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 people have an an allergy, you'll hear the little person come on board and say, "We have a peanut allergy." So I haven't had a peanut on peanuts. a flight in ten years. Wow. And and but peanuts is like what one airline, allergy you can manage to. You can't be like, "Hey, does anyone here have a horse allergy?" Because Fred wants to get on board. Okay. Again. It, it, again, they're not. They may not. I don't ever see service animals emotional support. Cats and dogs ever going away. Do you think she really ponied up for those tickets? <laughs> it behooves me to say that she did. I think she should rein it in a little bit. Oh and if I was the captain of that flight, I would have just said, nay, we're not, <laughs> we're not bringing it on. Sorry. Um, I, I really do. I appreciate her unbridled passion here, but <laughs> oh my gosh. if I ever saw a horse on a flight, I, I become unglued. <laughs> oh my I would lose it. I'm sure that you would. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't ever foresee that I'll ever see anything other than a dog or a cat yeah, on an airplane, and not even dogs. And, and I'm cat. okay with that. Dogs and cats should be on board. All right. What about this? What about separate flights for the animals? Oh yeah, we're gonna put all the animals on a plane and then uh, then uh, just no. So we'll meet them in Detroit. I think that I think the point is that the people want the animals with them. Yeah. That, no, that's what I'm saying. So you have a flight. That is a service animal friendly Airline. flight. Okay. Okay. I get you. So, so we've got two flights to Chicago today. One is the zoo flight and one is the human flight. Absolutely. It, it, yes. We, we've done Just it. no human. No, yeah. no, uh, yeah. no, no animals. Homo sapien or bust. Yeah. It could be really fun. Flight. It could be fun. Like the little, the tray, like service cart could be like a little pooper scooper. They could put on like they, a they Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Doolittle. I think could be. I think it'd be blessed. Yeah. There we go. Service animals only flights. You can you can get them a special price. Um, People want to pay for it. They'll do it. But it, I think that they're built. They're bringing a horse on an airplane to make a statement, to make the news, ooh. and to make sure that people know that they did something really stupid. That they've got a huge issue. That exactly. they need a horse to comfort them. Yeah, that's the problem. Because like, if if a woman is bringing I've got horse size issues, let me tell you. <laughs> there you go. If someone is bringing a horse on a flight and naming it Fred, that's a very clear indication that they do need like service and support, but they don't need the support of a horse. They need support of a very professionally trained therapist. I agree. And if they want to bring that on board, go ahead. Leave the the horse in the pasture where it belongs. (laughs) That's something we can both agree upon. Nate, real quick scenario. Would you rather be sitting next to like a, a pissy beagle? Just like a beagle with an attitude versus like a, a really regal and like really respectful peacock. Which one would you rather be into? Here's, if, if the peacock doesn't make a sound, if it doesn't, doesn't care that I'm there. Have you seen a peacock? Have you seen how big their tail is? Yeah, I don't are? care. If it does not bother me at all, okay. it doesn't make a sound, it doesn't make a new smell. That I don't care about, that I'm good. I love that Nate earlier was just like saying, "Oh, we're having this huge debate. Can I lean my seat back two inches?" And we're like having this huge debate, and then we're like, "Oh yeah, but bring a peacock on this the fly. Is I don't have any problem about with that." 
the animals themselves. This is about my comfort. If this dog, cat, horse, monkey, whatever it is, is not bugging me, then bring whatever you want. But how do you even set a definition from that? Like they're going to bring a, an animal in flight and be like, is this a very well-behaved peacock? Does, does, yeah. has this peacock like graduated college? Like, is he on his medication? <laughs> Did he get a full night's sleep? Did this peacock get laid recently? <laughs> like how on earth are you going to like on board? Just be like, this is a, this peacock's having a good this day. Peacock's cool. Animals uh, are good. untamed. Like freaking the greatest animal wrangler of all time. Couldn't even handle a stingray. RIP Steve. Yeah. We miss you every day. <laughs> All right, it looks like the jury's still out, but make sure you join us next week on The Double Take. We'll be talking about men's hygiene.